0: You're listening to a Monorail News production. Now, get ready to step into the magic. Welcome to Magic Time by Monorail News. I am Gray Hauser, and this week... We are talking about the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror on this very special school-mandated episode of Magic Time. Thanks to my professor, William, for um, giving me the idea and the green light to do this. This is really um, very exciting because the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is actually one of my favorite rides ever. It's definitely my favorite at Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios Park. It's been replicated around the world. At Disney California Adventure in California, at Walt Disney Studios in Paris, and with a non Twilight Zone version in Disney Sea in Tokyo. But we'll get into all of that a little bit later. You know, this story of a free fall drop ride at a Disney park really begins with my friend Tim Delaney and Discovery Mountain. And for those of you who don't know, Discovery Mountain was originally going to be in Disneyland Paris' Tomorrowland. It was going to be their Space Mountain, except it would be a whole pavilion. It would be twice the diameter of Space Mountain in Walt Disney World. And in addition to featuring a roller coaster ride through space, it would also feature an Intamin free fall drop ride, the first generation. Now, what this was, was this was a ride where you got in a cabin and it took you up a tower, and then you went and you fell down the drop, but you came out on the other end on your back, and then it would lower you back down into position, you'd go back to the station, and you'd get off. So this is really interesting, and why didn't this happen? Because this didn't happen because the budget... For Discovery Mountain, um, didn't go through, um, and you might wonder, so what happened? Why didn't they get the the budget to build this seemingly amazing attraction? Well, you know, Euro Disney didn't perform quite as well as expected, and that sort of really kind of put the brakes on the giant version of Discovery Mountain, and they ended up just having to do a Space Mountain. But, you know, Disney wasn't done with the idea of a free-fall drop ride. No. They had the Disney MGM Studios in Hollywood, which only had two rides at the time. It had the Great Movie Ride and the Studio Tour, which was a two-hour tour of the backlot. and they would later go on to add... Star Tours, which is Star Wars themed, and they were looking at how do we do a third ride because we need something else. So they decided to do Hollywood Boulevard. And at the end of Hollywood Boulevard would be this old, decrepit hotel. And originally it was going to be a Mel Brooks hotel, but then they landed on the Twilight Zone. And to hear famed Imagineer tell it, Kevin Rafferty, it's really, really interesting. I'm going to play this clip from the Imagineering story that aired on Disney Plus uh, last year.
1: Marty Scalar here at WED was kind of the creative funnel through which everything went. He was our advocate. He was our voice. He was the one we would go to with ideas. And he would say, that's a great idea. Well, let's go pitch it to Michael and Frank. And so I pitched the idea for Twilight Zone Tower of Terror in Florida. What sold that idea was that a ride system would behave differently than what you expect. The elevator car actually traveled horizontally across the floor into another shaft. And I remember Michael saying, Frank, did you hear that? The elevator it doesn't just go up up and down it goes it goes that way and it just got his attention because it was something new and innovative and actually kind of scary because we didn't know how we were going to do it and then he said frank what do you think and frank said you know all it takes is money michael do you want he said, let's do it this is home run let's do it so it's like it was so cool was like, and i looked over at marty and i said are we doing this He goes, we're doing this
2: That ended up being the first project where we decided to draw everything in AutoCAD. Before then, everything was drawn by hand, but Tower of Terror was the first time that we embraced AutoCAD and decided that architecture and show set should all be done um, by computer. We always have to look at our efficiencies and costs and getting on budget. So we switched to using an elevator development company to design us an elevator that would fall, that would drop. Their whole company is based on not making the elevator fall, but they took the challenge and they were able to develop an elevator system that's going to transport you elsewhere. That was a trackless system to have a cabin move out of an elevator into another elevator basically two different ride systems that the guests are riding not to their knowledge. A pair of electric motors sat on top of the elevator shaft. When the drums spun, a steel cable pulled the car up and down, faster than free fall, 13 stories in just over a second. We're good at developing technologies here, but we're also good at misusing other people's technologies. They, they usually are frightened out of their minds because, you know, they've done everything in their power to do a certain thing and not put people on these systems and, you know, restrict use. And we're like, we want to put like 10 people on this and drive it around. Is that okay? No. (laughs) It's kind of the magic of what Imagineers have, seeing the potential in everyday objects to deliver these interesting guest experiences. (laughs)
0: So, as I think you can see, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror really was a breakthrough ride. Now, they mentioned in there about an elevator company assisting them with this attraction's development. And per their contract, they can't actually ever say what the elevator company is, nor in their internal operations documents can they refer to it as an elevator. But... Here's a hint. The company starts with an O and ends with a TIS. That's right. The most famous elevator company helped them design an elevator that was actually designed to appear unsafe and to instill fear in you. And the elevator company said that they were like, we've been working for like a 100 years to make people feel safe in an elevator. And now you want us to design an elevator that makes people feel Afraid and dangerous, and they were like, Well, yes. So interestingly, um, I am a big fan of this ride, as I've mentioned earlier. So, th- so the Tower of Terror was placed at the end of the street Hollywood Boulevard, which was created just for this land, it's brand new, and it was all designed to play into the Tower of Terra. So you're supposed to be there on around the time of World War II. So there's like a Road to the River restaurant. And then as you walk down the street, you see billboards that look faded and abandoned for the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Which in story is what the Tower of Terra is. The Tower of Terror was abandoned. In 1939, after a mysterious incident on Halloween night that led to the death of a Hollywood starlet and her staff, they literally just plummeted all the way into the basement on the elevator after a freak lightning storm. And this is detailed to you in the the attractions pre-show, which is actually framed like an episode of the Twilight Zone. And I'm going to play it for you now.
3: You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Hollywood, 1939. Amid the glitz and the glitter of a bustling young movie town at the height of its golden age, the Hollywood Tower Hotel was a star in its own right, a beacon for the show business elite. Now, something is about to happen that will change all that. time is now, on an evening very much like the one we have just witnessed. Tonight's story on the Twilight Zone is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. This, as you may recognize, is a maintenance service elevator, still in operation, waiting for you. We invite you, if you dare, to step aboard, because in tonight's episode, you are the star. And this elevator travels directly to the Twilight Zone.
0: Listen to that again. Seriously, rewind it and listen to it again. Because when they built the ride, Rod Sterling was dead, so they actually had to get an impersonator. Everything in that spiel is real, actually pulled from the Twilight Zone, up until he says, "This is a map, This is a maintenance service elevator." Originally. That line was, this is a map of the United States. And right when he says the M syllable, it switches and it becomes the impersonator. And you really can't tell. It's amazing. And when you actually go into the ride, you'll note that he's standing in front of a maintenance service elevator. And they did that by isolating just the video from the show of him standing in front of the map on that episode and just green screened in the maintenance service elevator. Now, earlier I mentioned a billboard, and even the billboard is in story. So if you look at it, it's an old picture of the Hollywood Tower Hotel before it lost the two wings that were mysteriously destroyed on that fateful night. And it actually says, ironically, because the billboard looks super destroyed, it says, Our city's newest landmark, the Hollywood Tower Hotel, featuring fashionable dining, and modern accommodations, where the stars stay and play. So the hotel is actually built with an Art Deco style, and it's actually partially modeled on a real hotel in Hollywood, the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So that's just a fun little bit of trivia. Now, when you get on the ride, you hear Rod Sterling, is that you're the passengers on the most uncommon elevator Well, that's about to take you to ascend to your very own episode of The Twilight Zone and then you see the guests who were departed in a forced perspective hallway and they disappear they're like ghosts and then you finally go out out of the shaft and into that famous fifth dimension scene that opens in every episode of The Twilight Zone before you lock into another shaft and he says, One stormy night long ago, five people stepped through the door of an elevator and into the nightmare. That door is opening once again. But this time, it's opening just for you. You're about to discover what lies beyond the fifth dimension. Beyond the deepest, darkest corner of your imagination. In the Tower of Terra. Now that line is clearly a riff on the fact that in the episodes, he would say... In the Twilight Zone. But because you're on the ride, it says... In the Tower of Terra. Which is just a really... Or one of the really clever... Um, references that the designers did to the episode. Because they clearly studied... The structure of a Twilight Zone episode... And kind of did it... For the ride. Because at the very end... He makes a joke... Out of the traditional ending monologue... ...with the moral lesson. He actually says this. He says... ...as you're pulling into the shaft... ...he says...
3: ...you ...a warm welcome back... ...to those of you who made it... ...and a friendly word of warning... ...something you won't find in any guidebook. The next time you check into a deserted hotel... ...on the dark side of Hollywood... Make sure you know just what kind of vacancy you're filling, or you may find yourself
0: a permanent resident of the Twilight Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, please gather your belongings and watch your step as you exit through the elevator doors. We trust your stay at the Hollywood Tower Hotel has been a pleasant one,
3: And you do come back and see us again. Thank you.
0: So the ride opened in 1994. And it was replicated at Disney California Adventure in 2004 because that park uh, didn't perform as well as Disney wanted it to, to be charitable. And they needed an e-ticket ride. So they decided they would build a quick and cheap version of the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So it doesn't feature that scene where you go out of the shaft You remain in one shaft the entire time. It was then replicated. The same version that they built in DCA was built at the Walt Disney Studios Park in Paris. And all the versions of this ride received past their launch a randomization element. So now the tower is in control. And the number of drops and exactly what happens to you is random. You're guaranteed to get two full drops all the way from the top to the bottom twice, but the rest is random. So it really creates this cool feeling of re rideability that you can ride it and ride it again and ride it again and be scared. And the lighting's different and the special effects are different. So, like, I went on it once. And I swear, I swear that I saw a dead corpse in the shaft for a split second. And I have scoured the internet researching for this podcast for hours trying to find that, a clip of that online. And I cannot find it, but I swear it was there. So it's random things like that. And sometimes you'll see a clip ...from the, an episode that plays when you're in the shaft. Sometimes they'll even do this weird effect where you feel like you're floating. I don't really know exactly how that works. But when you're in line for the ride in the hotel... ...you'll notice some iconic clips and props from different episodes. So when you're in the library scene where you watch the episode of the Twilight Zone... ...before boarding the ride, you'll note the book... ...from the classic episode... ...To Serve Man. It's in the library. It's just on the shelf. And you can look at it, you can see it. And then also... ...in the library... ...you'll find... ...Henry Bemis'... ...Broken Glasses... ...from the episode... ...Time Enough to Last... ...where everyone's dead... ...and he finally has time to read... ...but then his glasses break. You will find those glasses in the library at the California version of the ride. There are other things like this. Also in the California version, you'll find um, a reference from the episode 22, where Miss Liz Powell is a stripper who's been committed to the hospital in a nervous breakdown. We watched this episode for class. You will actually see a reference to the ride. There's room 22, which is located in the boiler room right before you board the ride. And there are tons of little references like this. I can't possibly go through them all, and we probably haven't found them all. Now, the ride has been replicated in Tokyo, but, you know, unlike here in the U.S. and in Paris, where they know the Twilight Zone by heart it's an integral part of pop culture... That's not the case in Tokyo. They just don't know what the Twilight Zone is. So they realized that when they were porting it over, they couldn't just bring the Twilight Zone. So instead, you're in a New York hotel owned by Henry Hightower, played by the famed Imagineer Joe Rohde, who goes around and pilfers artifacts from various native tribes around the world and brings them back to his his hotel. Now, he's recently pilfered a statue that's cursed. But he's arrogant and doesn't believe it's cursed. He puts out his cigar on the statue during the New Year's Eve party. He goes up to his penthouse, and sure enough, the curse is real. And he plummets to his death. And now you're being invited into the hotel for a tour. So, as you can tell, it flies Tower of Terror has been incredibly, incredibly popular. But, you know, my friend Rob of Midway to Main Street points out that it's really not a great Twilight Zone ride because it doesn't really follow the formula that we know. There's no moral lesson. In fact, the moral lesson is played off as a joke. Instead, it's just creepy, which is definitely an element of the Twilight Zone that we've seen this semester But it's not the main element. And it's a really interesting point that I had never thought of until we this class, until we started watching it. I just kind of blew it off as, yeah, Rob, whatever you say. But he's really right. And that just really hit me when I was doing research for this. That, you know, oh, wow, it's really not a great Twilight Zone ride. As you can tell, the creepy music that's been playing in the background this entire episode is actually the background loop when you're in line for the ride. So it's all creepy versions of 1930s big band music. Oh, uh, it really just heightens the, um, the feel of the ride. Now, there is one final thing we have to talk about, and that is the future ...of the Twilight Zone... ...Tower of Terra... ...because you might know... ...that the version in Disney California Adventure... ...has been... ...replaced... ...by Guardians of the Galaxy... ...Mission... ...Breakout... ...this was a much maligned change... ...when it happened... ...because people love the Tower of Terra... ...and it actually hadn't even been in that park... ...for... ten years... ...when they made the change. But... ...they were building... ...the new Avengers Campus... ...right next door. So they decided... ...that the Twilight Zone Tower of Terra... ...would now become... ...the Collector's Fortress. And he had collected... ...the Guardians of the Galaxy... ...and was now having an open house... ...and was inviting you, the guest... ...to come and see the Guardians... In their containment cell, but sure enough, Rocket, played by Bradley Cooper, has managed to escape and is now enlisting you in breaking the rest of the Guardians out. It totally changes the tone of the ride. So as Joe Rody says, going up and down is, in his words, a giggle machine. So he wanted to change the tone of the ride from being scary and creepy being fun. And it makes you laugh. And he did a really good job. People now love Mission Breakout. Some people who were malign in the attraction now love it more than the original. The question is is this going to come to Walt Disney World? If you want my two cents, I think not. There was speculation that with the Jordan Peele remake that um, TBS and Viacom would up the rights for the name, but with the series being canceled after just two seasons, I find that doubtful. And besides, the Guardians are already getting their own ride across the street at Epcot. They're getting Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which will be a roller coaster ride that will take you to the beginnings of our universe on a unique spinning storytelling coaster. I'm really pumped for that. Hopefully it'll launch next year. I know that the film for the ride hasn't been made yet, so it may be a little bit late. But I highly doubt they'd build two Guardians rides so close to each other. So I think the Tower of Terra is here to stay at least for another ten or 20 years. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on the contact us page at monorailnews.com Please check out my new site Disability at Disney which is soft launching right now. We really appreciate you listening and our next episode will be back on our usual schedule on Friday. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I've been Greyhauser. Subscribe for more. And remember, the next time you check into a deserted hotel on the dark side of Hollywood, you sort of know just what kind of vacancy you're filling. Or you may be a permanent resident of The Twilight Zone.